What's going on, everybody? Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Barangay Podcast Network. This is episode four. Today we have a very special guest calling in from Detroit, Michigan. I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? It's Lancer Kasim, and I'm reporting live from Detroit. Oh, reporting live, <laughs> reporting live, breaking news. Live, breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lancer, how about uh, let's get this thing going. Let's, let's talk a little bit about you. All right. Can you tell the people what you do? Um, I'm a photographer. Uh, I just graduated this past May uh, from the College of Creative Studies over here um, in Detroit, and I got my BFA in photography, but um, I recently just got into DJing, actually, this past year. I started, like, last summer, so that's been going really well, actually, out of nowhere, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like doing photography and DJing is like my two main things right now. But I do a lot of like other things, I guess, like as other parts of like my artistic platform, like video, music, just like performance and like etc. So, hell yeah, very well rounded as you can me. see. Very well rounded. That's you me. love to see it. You <laughs> love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you studied photography in college. Mm -hmm. But how long have you been doing photography before that? Um, I probably got my hands on a camera when I was like 11-ish. But it was one of those like Sony like point and shoots that like my dad or like my mom got for like the family. And I remember like taking like really crazy close like macro pictures because the <laughs> point and shoot had like the option yeah and i was like oh my god this is crazy okay, <laughs> you could see the fibers on my shoe <laughs> no, but yeah so i was probably around 11 when i got into photography with like that little point and shoot and then like yeah my family just got like better like little dslrs like the rebel and shit mm -hmm. and then yeah and then i like i definitely first started pursuing it in high school and got my own like better camera and then college happened and here i am <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so in in high school yeah. what kind of photos were you doing like what was your style like back then um definitely some like super high school like portraiture like you know trying to be like that like ooh fashion portrait but like i also like I don't know. I went to high school in the burbs, so it was like very, very like basic like stuff too. Like doing like literally like senior pictures for somebody or like family portraits, and like it wasn't anything like of like. I guess I was doing a lot of my own like creative like own projects, but like not. I didn't. I didn't take it like seriously, like how I would take any project seriously now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, how would you say your? Where would you say your style's at right now, or like, what's your what's what style of work are you doing right now? Um, I guess in like all my art forms, my style is kind of like a juxtaposition of like where I'm from and where I grew up to like how I navigate my current space now in Detroit, and like in just like America in general, I guess. And, like, taking that and kind of, like, my experience from that and, like, using different, like, 
artistic measures to like innovate the platform that I'm like presenting on presenting on which is like I guess with like Instagram like I try to do like all my posts are like now just like collages it's never just like one pictures it's like you know multiple swipes and like even with like DJing I feel like with me and Tati like we're a duo by the way so like when I DJ I have a partner Tati and we go back to back but we're an open format um like DJ duo so we play pretty much anything from like house to hip-hop to like just like super indie shit sometimes honestly and like we can play all that in one set sometimes with the way we mix things so like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i feel like it's just like a juxtaposition and like a balance of like experiences that's how I, i like to describe my art yeah yeah so you 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 use that as as fuel for both your djing through music and also through your visual arts as well that's really nice mm-hmm. that's a really mm-hmm. good concept i like that a lot let's uh let's focus a little bit on the djing actually since since we've had a couple photographers okay. on the podcast already uh <laughs> let's see so you said you got started last year yeah we um we started july last summer okay so what was that process like like did you guys just randomly decide like let's just start DJing like what kind of gear did you have and then how did it turn um, into an actual job where you're doing a, gigs it was actually a crazy story how me and Tati started DJing so like um in the beginning of July I, I remember it was July 2nd I got into like a really bad car accident and it was me Tati and my our other friend Cher and like it was just like so bad and literally like it was one of those like if I would have gone early like one second like Tati would have been like completely fucked up or like me or like you know anything could have gone wrong but like basically a drunk driver ran a red light and like I had the green and they were I was going this way and they went this way and they hit me so like Tati and I got into that really bad car accident and so like that whole month of July we were just like we literally hung out every day, <laughs> yeah. every day that month of July. But I remember like it was a couple days after the car accident. Our homie Marissa was like, yo, like, do you know any DJs? Like I'm throwing my birthday party or like I'm just she was just throwing a party at the end of the month. And she, I was like, oh, like Tati can DJ because Tati has been like into music her whole life, actually, like. She makes beats all the time and, like, produces music with her brother and stuff. So, like, um, I was like, yeah, you should hit up Tati to DJ. And when I told Tati, she was like, dude, you should just DJ with me. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So then we ended up DJing that part because I had been DJing for probably, like, a year prior we me and tati started doing it publicly together so i i'd been i i like knew how to do it and like i'd been djing just but like just inside like fucking around yeah, you yeah. know like but so yeah me and Tati we uh we dj that party and um i like that as it like doesn't sound like a real story but that as like a week after that we got booked again and the week after that, we got booked again. And the week Whoa. after that, it, it literally, like, it literally, like, didn't stop for, like, probably a couple, like, few months. 
And we were like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like, so, you know, most gigs were, like, for the love because we were like, all right, like, yeah, let's do it. But then mo- some gigs, too, they were just they would just offer, like, money already. So we were like, oh, bet. Okay. So, like. Wow, okay. Yeah, no, literally. So, like, that D- DJing kind of, like, popped off out of nowhere, honestly. And, like, we couldn't be, I couldn't, like, appreciate. I couldn't, like, you know, like thank the lord enough for like that opportunity and like have setting that platform you know in my life so it's been really fun it's been really fun that's pretty dope how many how many gigs are you doing a month at this point it seems like you're doing a lot i always see flyers and stuff on twitter (laughs) yeah no this summer we probably dj'd we probably dj'd almost like every weekend this summer multiple like gigs too but like recently we've been kind of chill just because like I feel like me and Tati both have been like working more on like our freelance art stuff. So like we I've been working on that anyways personally, so like recently it's slowed down, but we still have like our monthlies every like couple few times a month. But like this summer was crazy. Like I felt like I like I that as it was like 5 days a week I'd be partying and then like the 2 days I'd I'd be like chill rest and then like it'd just be like back you know cuz like Damn. the summer was just crazy yeah but yeah it was fun it was fun, it was fun. Uh, that's dope. fun. have you have you had any like drink ex- way too much <laughs> <laughs> don't we all drink way too much oh, oh my god don't we all have you had any like yes. like super meaningful moments when you're DJing where you're just like wow i really love this thing like is there is there one thing that stands out um the best parts about it honestly is is like doing it with tati who is like my best friend because she's a photographer too honestly me and tati have a lot of like the same like little creative like um like express expressions i guess yeah like i think the best part about djing definitely is like having my best friend to do it with too because like it it doesn't really seem like a job anymore it's kind of just us like having fun and like also just like when the crowd like really like responds to like our shit because like that shit gets you so hype like (laughs) (laughs) but um no like i feel like more recently like this past summer definitely like we've gotten a lot more comfortable talking on the mic because before we like refused to like every gig like people would be like do you guys need a mic and we'd be like no we don't need that we don't need that (laughs) but um yeah so i think we've gotten a lot more comfortable just like talking to the crowd but yeah so so yeah so it seems like you kind of had like like a i don't want to say unorthodox but like kind of an unorthodox way into djing where in like the gigs just randomly started coming in yeah definitely definitely super unorthodox but like like what what advice would you have to would you give to somebody who really wants to be a dj um definitely practice like every day because you can like always get better and that's with like any art form like as cliche as that sounds of course of course but like you know like especially again like doing that shit with my best friend but like doing it with another person in general um like me and tati had to practice like every day that whole month of july you know like and like really like kind of bounce off each other and feel each other's energy like now it's come like a lot more natural to both of us and like we don't have to like 
rehearse or practice as much which like but like the thing is it's like i say that but like we should be rehearsing and practicing <laughs> more <laughs> um but um definitely just like practice and like i think it's like a lot of like intimidation to like having the idea as like a performer but like honestly like just have a bomb ass playlist and like the crowd really doesn't notice they don't really notice your like transitions as long as you're like your energy yourself you're like hype yeah like they'll love you they'll love you Word. so i think it's really all just like confidence Word. at that point nah, that's very true so. that the actual performance itself has a lot to do with it from a personal standpoint for sure yeah 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 yeah, yeah. what kind of gear are you guys using have you guys upgraded at all or is it the same stuff you use when you started um so like my own gear i have like just a little like pioneer sb3 off the serato mm-hmm. and my laptop and tati she has a newmark mixer um i don't know her specifics but like her shit has like four channels etc etc and um but um we play pretty much on like everything like we played on cdjs i actually learned how to dj off of uh cdjs okay um but i just like can't afford them right now (laughs) but i wish i wish that's always like that's dreams goals um for sure right now that's all good uh, though they can do with what you got yeah 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 no no no. i feel like you know most dj gear is like pretty versatile as long as you know like how the mechanics how it really like as long as you know how to dj like you should know how to how most equipment works Mm -hmm. but yeah 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 Yeah. so i've kind of talked to you about detroit before but like Mm -hmm. what what's the art scene like over there what's the music scene like what's the photo scene like visual art scene Ooh, the scene over here. I feel like Detroit almost, like, necessarily doesn't even, like, have a scene yet. Mm-hmm. But it's almost, like, just, like, the community kind of curating and starting it right now. So it's, like, the music is, like, like everything's super, super small right now in Detroit, I feel like, production-wise. So it's not, like, nowhere near, like, New York where, like, someone always kind of needs a photographer or, like, someone to DJ their party. You know, I feel like over there like someone always needs somebody to do something almost whereas like in detroit it's like i feel like the scene kind of has like it's like few top artists that they like all hit up for like certain parties and like etc etc but like um it's definitely like growing at a really really fast pace and like like Detroit's almost like the place you kind of want to go to if you want to get away with a lot of shit like <laughs> art wise like illegal like le- legality like art wise like I feel like if you want to do some crazy like performance sculpture shit like definitely come to Detroit but um, <laughs> yeah no I feel like the the art and like the music scene is definitely growing really really fast and like I'm definitely, like, at a place where, like, I'm almost, like, curating part of the scene right now and, like, being in that mix and working with a lot of, like, big people around here is, like, 
it's like kind of crazy to think about <laughs> yeah no that's what and it like, seems like it seems like you're pretty much kind of at yeah, the top of everything right now everything going on over there it's yeah 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 and it, it's i'm definitely super grateful and thankful to like have these people in my life and be working with them and like you know and it's it's definitely just been more of a fun like journey this whole time for sure like with like i've been in detroit for like five six years now i think and um so yeah it's been like super it's been a super fun ride and even like post-graduation i feel like that's why what i mean by like twilight zone just because like i'm not going back to school this fall so it's just been like so weird but like yeah yeah now i feel like i'm working with these people in a different like realm because i am like outside of school yeah no, that's great how, yeah, how long have you been living in crazy. michigan now I've been in Michigan. When we so we <laughs> moved out of the Philippines when I was seven, but we moved to Canada and stayed there for like a year. I think I moved to Michigan in like two thousand six. Okay, okay. I didn't know you lived in yeah, Canada. Yeah, yeah. You lived there for you. Live, where in Canada did you live? For like a year. It was, so it's like easier to get a green card to Canada than the U.S. when you're coming from the Philippines. So I, I lived in Canada. In Scarborough, it's like twenty minutes from Toronto. Oh, wow! Yeah, 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 yeah. I lived there for like a year. Huh? Yeah. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Fun <laughs> fact. Fun fact on the podcast. Yes, yes. Exclusive. Yes. Exclusive. <laughs> yeah, I learned like French for a little bit. Whoa! But I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, that's like their like secondary language over there. So. Damn, that's dope. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's dope. So you moved from the Philippines at how old? Seven years old? Yes, I was seven. Yeah, I was born and raised over there and then moved when I was seven. Yeah. Where were you at over here when you were living here? In in Michigan? No, in the Philippines. Oh, in the Philippines, in the Philippines. Um I was in Bokawe Bulacan. Okay. Bilamboy. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like two hours from Manila, like wood traffic, but it's crazy because it was like Christmas Day. We drove from my hometown to Manila. It took us fucking twenty minutes, dog. <laughs> like I was like, was that last year? I, when literally, you were last year? uh, yeah, and it literally like blew my fucking mind. Like how, how the traffic over there is just so bad. Dog. <laughs> It's so bad. Don't oh even get God. me started. I live it every day. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I can never bitch about traffic over here because I know what it's like over there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I feel yeah. the same way. Like when I was home in Jersey over the summer, I was like, I would be stuck in traffic for like 20 minutes. And like part of me is like just raging of like, why am I stuck in traffic right now? Why is this happening? I hate uh -huh. this shit. But then at the same time, I'm like, at least I'm not in the Philippines where this 20 minutes would be taking three or four Man. hours. So, you know, it Literally. could always be worse. <laughs> Literally three or four hours. Yeah. Crazy shit. Crazy fucking shit. So how often have you been coming back yeah. to the Philippines since you, since you moved over there? When I was younger, I used to only go like every other year, every two years with like my family. But more recently, about a couple of years ago, I started going like every year, almost twice a year, because like there was a lot of just like family events going on. Like 
my grandma passed and then like my cousin got married and I was like a bridesmaid and then like my family wanted to all go together again so I was like going like a bunch of times a year but um I think I'm gonna try and go like once a year wow from that one that's big no that's awesome that's amazing because I went the last time I went yeah the last time I went was this past Christmas New Year's and then I'm trying to go again end of January for a show which I'm probably going to end up going to because it's like really cheap right now. So, yeah. no, that makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, you better be here in January. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 definitely. The last show was so fun. Like, I, I did so much random shit. Like, even like post show, it was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I remember the stories. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Definitely. Like, the Philippine shows are legendary. So, I can't miss it. Hell yeah. I can't miss it. Oh yeah. So yeah, for those of you who don't know, we did do an art show last year in, in uh December twenty eighteen. Lancer was here, showed some art, did some DJing, mm-hmm. a little bit of everything. Yeah. Little bit of everything. Little bit of everything. Little bit of everything. Yeah. I'm gonna DJ on top of a Jeepney next year. So Oh, we're gonna do that Hopefully. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we're making that happen. Don't worry. Everyone gotta come through. As soon as, as, that's what I'm saying. As soon as you pitch that idea, I'm like, we're making that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's gotta come see it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. So Lancer and I actually met in what was that like march or april 2018 but we met here in the philippines you want to tell the people how Mm -hmm. we met yeah 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 yeah. no crazy story in small world no for real because um so me and dominic we met in the philippines at um this like crazy looking club it was this huge club i forgot <laughs> what it was called that was but called literally cove like, manila part of okada Casino. yeah cove <laughs> yeah <laughs> cove manila yes i met dominic in cove manila but um it was through josh actually i had like dm josh because i was in new york the week before i was in the philippines and i was trying to link up with josh because i had seen like his crazy shit on twitter and i was like oh my god like let's link up like da, da, da. i'm gonna be in new york for the week but then he didn't see my dm until i was in the philippines so then he told me to dm dom and i ended up dming dom and so we linked up at cove manila and got crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it's, it's pretty crazy how small the world is like that you know like yeah, the internet, dog. Like, what? Like, most of the connections that we made in Baranga have been strictly through the internet. They're pretty much all mm-hmm. of them. Everybody we've met through the internet, through Instagram, through Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you talk about Can you talk about social media a bit? Like, what's your What's your favorite platform right now? Um, I think my favorite platform right now. Um, it's Loki Twitter. Just because, like, I be talking so much shit, dog. (laughs) (laughs) But I be joking most of the time. That's the thing. It's like, I forget, forget, like, people just be reading these words as it is. But in my head, I'm like, "Uh I'm funny. (laughs) No. For everyone who's listening to this, I be be fucking around on Twitter, guys. I'm a thousand percent a joke. I'm a joke, guys. <laughs> no, but um Twitter is just like so funny to me right now. And I think it's just cuz like I've been trying to lay low on Instagram lately just cuz like that 
all that content just goes so fast, like, through everybody's, like, eyes, and everything's just, starts to look the same, it's just, like, uh, but, um, yeah, I've been, I've been on Twitter talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> nah, we all do. Nah, Twitter is really the best. Yes, yeah. Twitter is really, really the best. So, like, yeah. so when it comes to your Instagram, like, how are you feeling about Instagram right now? Are you still posting frequently or are you, like, just kind of taking a break from it? Um, I don't think I posted in, like, I think it's been, like, a month or two since I posted. So, yeah. And that's, like, pretty, like, that's pretty slow for me and because i usually used to post like at least like once a week and then yeah, i just yeah. started slowing the fuck down um do you do you I think, think that I just started uh, like right. no i think i just started like seeing a lot more just like photographs look so similar to like everybody else's work my work and it's like, i don't even want to be like that person who's like oh, <laughs> but it's like with like instagram it's almost like impossible like i like you know like everyone shit just entirely looks the same and yeah. it's like so i've been just trying to like lay low on that i feel like i'm also just trying to make more work where people can like see like at my own show like if you want to see my real work like come through then like, yeah 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 for sure stop, you know stop just like screenshotting my shit and like come experience my shit in real life yeah you know? for like, sure <laughs> have you been doing a lot of shows yeah. like how many shows have you done this year i know you put out you put out a book yeah no i've been doing a lot of like group shows so i've never actually done my own solo but i've been in a lot of group shows lately like that one show, my most recent one was with Naomi, and mm-hmm. we did that zine together called Oriental, you know, about yeah, the yeah, yeah, I saw that Asian American, yeah, you know, so we did that, and we had our own little art in there, and I DJed, and like, we kind of just curated like an experience, like some super Asian shit, honestly, but it was like <laughs> on like we had like played it through like a satirical lens, I guess, to like have that like americanization and like all that sh- all that shit but like come to my show and, like, <laughs> experience that shit yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how many how many but, yeah how many books or zines have you done so far um so i did my thesis book Parangwala. um that was like my first very own book which i think i'm gonna do like a re-release because i only sold like i only like printed 50 on purpose because i was like i don't i'm like this is gonna be super limited like da da da. but then <laughs> i sold out fast as fuck and now people are still asking me so i might just like have my own when i had when i have my own solo which i'm planning to have around like my birthday in november i think i'm gonna have like a little re-release and just have like i never had my own thesis show i guess i've had like my group shows with like my whole thesis class but like i might just throw my own little thesis show and have my own solo yeah and have that first book re-released but i've only dropped like that one and my zine with naomi so like not too many i did make another smaller zine like last year but i only printed like 30 copies of that probably but um, they're all, like, little photo books. I think it's, like, really important as a photographer to, like, see your picture 
outside of a computer screen and like outside of a camera you know what I'm saying and like just outside of Instagram you know it's like so much better to see them in print yeah no I I totally agree like I feel like I really feel like not enough photographers do that like the the work exists it exists almost exclusively on on the internet through through screens you know and I I don't really Mm -hmm. understand why it's not being done more frequently but yeah it seems like you got something good going on there like what what was your um what was your thesis book about? I, I remember you told me a lot about it when we first met. And I think I think that's something valuable to tell the people. Um so my thesis um it's actually pretty similar to like how I describe my art, but I basically um I juxtapose my birth like my roots from the Philippines and how I grew up there and like that third world experience to how I um, navigate my current experience in Detroit, America, in general, in a first world country, and kind of just like using um, the similar experiences that I lived here in America and comparing that to the experiences I lived in the Philippines and like posing the question of like, how come like there are still like these like poor conditioned areas in america so similar to like the third world country Mm -hmm. like the philippines Mm -hmm. and like also asking the question of like like super privileged like people going on vacations to like these third world countries and like you know going on these like missionary trips like helping them and like building a church but like not finishing it and leaving yeah and like there's still people starving and then like doing that shit in third world countries but they're like you know like not helping their own communities you know like that we're right down the street you know what i'm saying so it's like that was my thesis (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah and like i think uh now it is like how I navigate a lot of my own artwork because I've been trying to do a lot of my own contemporary work in that like cultural realm, I guess. Right. So, yeah, I think my thesis definitely opened up like a door to like a lot of that like studio practice work that I want to do. I guess. Yeah. yeah. No, I feel yeah. like I feel like not enough not enough creatives right now are really um, making an example of their heritage. You know what I mean? Like they're not really mm-hmm. pursuing that cultural, the cultural effect. You know what I mean? Right. Especially, right, especially right, when right, we're just right. on Instagram. You know, like people are producing stuff just for Instagram with with really no meaning, right. with really no meaning at all. It's just it's just there because they're they hope people will like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I I really think it's so important that that you do what you do because really, like I don't know anybody else in America who's who's consistently juxtaposing what it's like in the philippines to what it's like in america you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I mean not no, not even a lot of creatives get the opportunity to do that mm-hmm. no definitely and it's like i am like super thankful that i can like continue to have these experiences and like almost like keep doing research as like i travel back and stuff you know like and like I honestly I'm trying to do like a residency in the Philippines. So like I've been looking into that. I've been looking into that. But everything's been kinda closed lately. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's tough. Yeah. That's tough. No, that's, that's tough. that that could definitely happen. That could definitely happen. Have you tried? I like wanna start my own, you know? Yeah. Like why not? Eventually. Exactly. Like, why not? 
No, I really think your art is deserving of a of a consistent space because of its cultural impact. Um, like I could see your stuff easily fitting into like a museum here. Man, I... <laughs> fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah, no, that's the goal though. That's really the goal. It's like, and it's honestly like, even like last year, like I thought it was like unbelievable that I even like exhibited like at our own show back home over there and like i even dj'd back home like never in my like seven my little seven-year-old ass life <laughs> would i ever imagine that i would ever come back home and like exhibit my art and dj you know like <laughs> that shit was crazy to me last year like <laughs> yeah so so like yeah, it's definitely like still surreal to kind of think about that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Can Can you talk a little bit more about your um the Oriental show you did with Naomi? Oh yeah. Uh, so the Oriental show with Naomi, we um we kind of focused more on like the Asian American diaspora and kind of like the differences of like being Asian in Asia or being Asian in America or being even Asian American in America. And vice versa, you know, because there are, like, a lot of differences in the way, like, um, they view the world, the way the world view that views them, I guess. And just, like, but, like, again, with, like, more cultural work, I feel like a lot of it kind of, like, becomes really, really deep, like, super fast. And, mm -hmm. like, everyone's kind of, like, forced to take it super serious, which I'm not, not trying to downplay the cultural work at all, but, yeah, like, with the show we had, we were trying to host more of, like, a, like, celebratory of, like, point of view with, like, all the, you know, cultural, like, stereotypical, like, work like that. So, like, focusing on, like, super deep issues still, but, like, specifically with the show we had, like, more of, like, um... Like, we literally almost had, like, a little, like, Filipino-Asian-ass party. We had, like, karaoke and, like, you know, like, it's it was, like, a party that we would, like, have, like, back home. So, like, it was super cool celebrating, like, a super um, important, like, topic like that in that way, I guess. Is uh is Detroit, so. like, is Detroit heavily Asian? Are there a lot of Asian people there? What's the, what's the diversity um, the, like? There are a lot of Asian people here, yes, but um, I feel like the just again, like the scene and like the community in general is like small, so I feel like it's kind of hard getting like people together together mm -hmm. right now, like mm -hmm. um, which like honestly though, after that show though, like I did we did start seeing a lot more Asian people come out to like that gallery, which was crazy. I'm like, did we just make this like the Asian spot? Like, <laughs> 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 but um no that was really cool to see but oh no there are like a lot of asian people over here um but i feel like there's not like it's not like new york where you guys like have like your own chinatown over there and like etc and like all that where like we don't have like a chinatown over here we do but it's like it's non-existent yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. it mean. was existent yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, it's still super small over here. So, like, we're definitely still trying to get um, that community together. I think that was also, like, one of our goals with the show. Because um, the gallery owner, too, is actually, he's Japanese. So, like. Oh, dope. Yeah. So, it was, like, a super Asian, like, trio 
yeah. collab show. What, what's, <laughs> yeah. what's the general reception like over there from people who aren't Asian? Like, what's the reception like for something like that? Um, um, we honestly, like, the support was super, super great that day. Like, I had so much fun and, like... Um, it was definitely so great to see like so many different types of people come out, like all different types of people. So like, and like they loved it too. They were super like receptive to it. So like, it was super cool and definitely like gave me a lot more confidence with like how I like go with my work yeah. and like the future and stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I really love and understand. Like, I really get what you do and I understand why you do it because like it's. Asian American experience, especially now with me living here, mm-hmm. like it, it is very it's so different. <laughs> it's, it's so different. It's so different to be Asian American and then be Asian American moving to Asia. Like it's a, it's it's a very, very very interesting thing that I'm still mm-hmm. learning how to navigate. You know, but mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. it's really important work that you guys are doing over there. Yeah, no, I think it's like a super weird, just like. I don't think people realize, like, it's still, like, such a big, like, cultural shock and, like, adjustment almost, like, going in between, like, the places and, like, just, like, adjusting to, like, your environments, you know, and, like, how, like, socially, like, how people act and stuff, like, it's super crazy and, like, so different. Yeah, Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, You have anything in the works right now? Anything you want to be, anything you want to talk about that you're working on coming up? Um, yeah, so I'm trying to have a solo show in November. And so I'm just focusing more on, I honestly, deadass have not made new work since my thesis. So, yeah. but now I'm trying to make uh, more just like videos, like more just like performative art videos. And like, I don't know if you've seen, like, I did this video where I green screened myself into this tourist video that I found from, like, the 40s in the Philippines. And it's, like, it's, like, a crazy video. And, like, literally just, like, the vocabulary is, like, so fucked up because it's, like, so racist. Like, you can tell just, like, which, like, whose white man (laughs) traveled to the Philippines with a camera and, like, paid these Filipinos to, like, dance in front of this camera. Oh, no. So, like... Yeah, but, like, I green screened myself in front of the video and basically, like, performed for, like, the white eye, basically. And, like, kind of just, like, mimicked and, like, made fun of, like, the video. So, like, I'm trying to make more videos like that because I found, like, yeah. eight videos. It's, like, low-key fucked up. I'm, like, why is this still existing? Like, <laughs> but they, they're, they like, funny as fuck now to, like, view and watch because it's, like, damn, like, America really fucked up, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. But, um, no, yeah, so I'm doing a lot. I'm doing a lot of, like, I feel, like, funny but, like, super serious work like that, I guess. And um, more like, I guess, like, like installation based work. So like, I'm doing a lot of like videos, but also a lot of like projection and sculpture work. And like, oh, damn, I just hit them like, but like, I guess it's just like, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's like way easier to visualize. But like, I've been playing around with a lot of projection mapping. So like, hopefully that November show turns out really nice and pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm trying to have that done by like my birthday. So the end of November. When's your birthday? What day is your birthday? November 29th. Ooh, you're not a Scorpio. You're a Sagittarius. 
Yeah, but it's crazy because like I'm a Scorpio, everything else. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 I feel that. It's I fucked up. It's uh, I'm just like, uh, yes, I'm a Sag. I'm a Sag. It's almost though, Scorpio yes. season. Wait, how old are you? You're turning 22, oh right? I'm turning 22. Yes, I am a baby. Also, I think I'm like yeah, second no. to youngest next to Josh. Yeah. I mean, you're only a week younger. Yeah, yeah, than, I mean, yeah. a year younger than me. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yo. You've done like a lot for 22, range. dog. <laughs> That's crazy. I be forgetting I'm so young. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, You've done a lot. You've really done a lot. Thank you. No, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I Sometimes I, like, do, like, forget, though, how young I am. And it's, like, That's I be a- so hard. It's, like, so hard to not be hard on yourself as an artist, you know? Like... <laughs> Nah, but that's really a good thing, though. Like the amount of stuff yeah, that you've done now yeah, at twenty-two, yeah, yeah. and you know now that you have a you have a job now. You want to talk about your job a little a bit? Jab, 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 jab. So yeah, um, I actually shot for the so the DIAFJC, the Detroit Institute of Arts Founders Junior Council, which is like another auxiliary group that like this institute has. Um, I shot for one of their biggest fundraisers it's called fash bash and it's like funded by neiman marcus but like they bring like millions of dollars a year i guess yeah but it was like this huge fashion show they had in like the middle of the museum and like the dia is like a nice ass museum like this fucking museum is like all fucking marble like you know how museums be this shit was nice as fuck but like so i did like their little fash bash like little event coverage and then like and that was in August, and then, like, literally, like, a week ago, I woke up to a text from, like, the guy that hired me and was, like, how much would you charge to do social media for us for, like, a year, basically? And I was, like, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> I was, like, I was like, did I just get a job? I was, like, I was, like, what? Like, no, literally, like, so, then, yeah, I, um, why, it, pfft process from there well everything's processing this week honestly so like yeah i got a job job guys working for the museum in detroit and um, that's beautiful i'm about to like yeah i'm about to turn the fuck up there i'm about to turn up their instagram because like it's like super like it's what you would imagine a museum's instagram <laughs> like, you, you, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um no, I think that's why the guy was trying to hire me, though, because he was saying, like, the main photographer that they usually hire is, like, just super, like, I don't need, I don't know if I can talk shit like this, but, like, <laughs> I guess she was just, like, you know, she's super, like, the DIA has had him for, like, a long time, kind of getting old, getting bland, the work is getting, you know, accustomed to their style, so I feel like they just want a fresh eye, and I think they fucked with my shit, so... Yes, guys. That's dope. I'm no, that working makes, for the museum. That makes a lot of sense, though, because um, no, I really like to hear that because, like, exactly what you just said about this—they've had the same photographer doing the same thing for so long, mm-hmm. and it's like, when are we finally going to start to see new perspectives coming from yeah, from important yeah. publications, important museums, and things like that? You know what I mean? Because there's always this, yeah. there's always like this, this kind of gatekeeping type thing where uh-huh. where things just remain the same for so long and there's no mm-hmm. there's really no inclination to change 
and and you just got the opportunity to be the one to change that in a big ass museum yeah, in Detroit. No. Crazy. That's pretty big. That's pretty damn big. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. No, it is really crazy that like I have that opportunity and I feel like it's like only gonna get bigger from here <laughs> that's that's the goal <laughs> like, it's a, it's a super like super light job honestly like i i don't even i probably only work like really like 10 hours a week if i really want to like try my most and, like yeah. you know what i'm saying so it's like i don't know social media is also kind of like i could work from my home so it's like super chill that's beautiful so that's beautiful yes yes all right. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so so we're coming towards the end here on the podcast. Uh, I just got a few more questions for you. Uh, what were some of the most meaningful moments in your career as a photographer so far? Like some things that really stand out Ooh. to you. Ooh, some meaningful moments. Um, so some meaningful moments so far probably has been like meeting and like working with Swiss Beats. <laughs> that, yeah. that was crazy. Can we talk about that a little bit. How did that even happen? That was crazy. Um, so <laughs> he, uh, this new club in downtown Detroit opened up called Deluxe Flux, and he, I guess, like invested and bought all of the art in there. And it's like this crazy club with like all of this neon art inside. So it's like all black lights in there. If you wear like all white, you're fucking glowing. Mm-hmm. Like, but so he had like a little grand opening party last september almost a year ago actually yeah um and i was just like i was like front row the whole whole night just like dancing my ass off you know kind of faded but just <laughs> lit you know just lit yeah, yeah. like just <laughs> dancing my ass off and then like okay this story is also gonna sound like completely crazy and <laughs> fake but like so like go ahead, go ahead. i'm da- you know dancing my ass off the night's almost over like ah okay <laughs> a security I, I you know i'm taking pictures because you know my ass you know with my little film camera i'm like huge security guard grabs me he's like you have to leave you have to go outside right now i'm like what did i do i'm like what's wrong i'm like what did i do he's like you have to go with me right now he's like dragging me like i'm a tiny asian woman like this huge security guard i'm like oh my god so he drags me outside but like i'm like what the fuck just happened and but then my homies were outside smoking the home the openers for the night actually and like that was they were the reason i got into the club because i said some shit i was like oh yeah i'm taking pictures for my friends who open they were like (laughs) okay so then my homies were like they can't kick you out like let's go back in they can't kick you out like you're you're a photographer (laughs) so then i walked back in with them and then so like I don't know where the security guard but another security guard comes up to us I'm like oh my god fuck I'm getting kicked out again like fuck oh my god <laughs> the the other security guard grabs me he's like come with me he comes he drags me to the stage so I'm now on the stage so, and the night was kind of clearing out so like you know there's no one really uh, no one else on the stage but like his manager Swiss Beats his DJ literally just like them I'm on the stage with them his manager is like turns to me and is like what's your phone number like da 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 I'm like I'm like I'm like what and like what is going on like this was literally like and this all all this all this happened in like da 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 I'm so confused I'm just like <laughs> what just happened and so his manager's like yeah like Swiss Beats wants to like talk da 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 
I was like, okay, bet. Like, here's my phone number. So I stayed behind until literally, like, everybody else in the club left. It was, like, 3 a.m. <laughs> like, the lights had turned on at this point. And because we were just, like, kicking it. And, like, so, like, and then, like, we were talking to, like, all the owners. So I met, like, all the owners, all the people who had, like, the art. It was just, like, so crazy. But I probably stayed out, like, till, like, 5 a.m., literally just chilling, talking about like life and art and stuff and yeah. like so yeah and then that happened around september and then we linked up again for basel around december and i took pictures for him in miami so yeah that was crazy yeah he flew me out to miami that shit was crazy dog <laughs> <laughs> that shit was crazy <laughs> But yeah, I saw Thomas. I saw Thomas over there. <laughs> shout out to T. Danny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out. I miss him every day. <laughs> Missing all the boys. That's dope. But yeah, so that was definitely like a crazy moment in my like photography career. Is like seeing and like meeting people like Swiss Beats and like having them like just like believe in my work. Yeah. And like that shit is crazy uh, that's a beautiful thing that's a beautiful thing somebody yeah. somebody at that level yeah, yeah, just recognized yeah. you out of nowhere and it's just like and it, yeah. it turned into something serious because he was like seeing me take pictures that's why he had like called me aside i'm like what i'm like how did you even like i'm like how do you even, like <laughs> never what? even seen my like, photos literally <laughs> that ass photos like, could have been garbage he was, just, <laughs> he was literally just like i just felt the energy i was just like what you felt the energy i'm like <laughs> but i was like not even that i was like thank you god like okay bet like <laughs> but yeah that was really cool that was crazy crazy moment crazy crazy moment that's beautiful that's beautiful mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. all right next up uh who are some of your earliest inspirations when you first picked up the camera Ooh, early inspos oh my gosh I guess I started taking photography a little more serious in high school and like more of my inspo was honestly just like some Tumblr ass <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> you know, like we were always on Tumblr, so I'd, I'd always be on my like Tumblr shit. Me but, too. Um, <laughs> Me too. Oh my God. So Tumblr. I, I That's really like the earliest inspo I recall, but like. I feel like as I grew up, like, got into college and stuff, I got into more serious, like, people like Deanna Lawson right now is definitely one of my mm -hmm, biggest mm -hmm. inspos. Um, oh, my God. Why am I blanking out? I have so many. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many. I feel like even, like, now, like, a lot of the younger photographers like our age that are popping off like are so inspiring because it's like damn dog we're the <laughs> same age and yep. like you know but again like that's the thing with like instagram like everything can happen so fast so it's like it's like a pro and a con but um yeah deanna lawson's definitely an inspo who else tommy ka is a big mm -hmm. inspo um there's this one photographer i found a, a long ass time ago i think on pinterest her name is like maria bioli she's like super low-key and she i think she's from belgium okay. but she has like 200 followers on instagram and she just be doing like black and white like dark room like experiments and it's like some crazy next level shit that like i'm like wow like this girl like 
where how has she not been found? Or maybe she has been found and like and you know, I just know her the, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. So like, yeah, I think those are like my biggest inspos for sure right now. So. Okay, okay, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Do you have yeah, anything yeah. you would like to uh, recommend people to check out? Like, if it's any books, podcasts, uh, movies, TV shows, stuff like that that ooh. you think is really hidden for you. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh my god, what have I been doing lately? Uh, I, guess I feel like I've been like just DJing and DJ. I haven't had time to like binge any of my like own stuff. Oh, even that, like any any music you think people need to hear, anything like that. Oh, music. Oh, oh my god, what have I been listening to? Oh. Um, I've been listening to a lot of really like slow, sad stuff lately. I'm not gonna lie, a lot of lot of Frank in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> super indie like alternative stuff lately you know i got a playlist follow me on apple music if you want oh you do have a playlist um yeah yeah but yeah yeah just playlists out there just uh you just gotta find i actually have spotify and apple music so follow me on both um but i guess um book wise i recently got this book called protest and it's just about like protest art and um I honestly got it more as like a little like coffee table book, but it's got some really good just like references as to like protests are out in the world, especially with like, I feel like contemporary art now is a lot of protest art because yeah. of like how the world <laughs> is fucking unraveling right yeah, now. Yeah, everywhere, everything's so, unraveling. Yeah, and I feel like just with the art, like it's... um. It's all like recycled, you know. I feel like everything kind of gets uh, recirculated. Nothing, as much as like everyone hates to hear it, originality is kind of dead. Yep. <laughs> if we really, been done. you know, like everything, you know, everything that, and that's why I feel like nowadays everything can just be like innovated and everything can just like evolve. And I feel like that's also how. I look at the way I make art nowadays is like, how can I make it better? How can I like change this thing to make it better, work with this platform, et cetera, et cetera, you know? And like, so like, yeah, I think just like referencing back to like the protest art to like how I make art nowadays is like helping me definitely like. Word. Yeah. That sounds good. That sounds like something I would want to check out. Yeah, no, definitely. I'll uh, send you guys the info. Who's the book by? Do you know? Do you remember um, up top? Fuck. I think somewhere in some publication in Germany honestly published it, but um, I'll send you. All right, yeah. Sounds I'll good. Send you Sounds yeah, good. All good. I'll send you I'll send you the info on it for sure. All right. And, yes, yes, yes. and lastly, can you, uh, can you just let the people know where they can find you? Ooh, you guys can find me on Instagram at Lansa, L-A-N-S-U-H, and on Twitter at the same username, actually. I I wish I could just have the username at Lancer, but somebody else has it with like 12 followers and they're not even using it. (laughs) Happens every time. It happens every time. I need to either like start trademarking Lansa or just like, I can't trademark Lancer because it's like the Mitsubishi Lancer, you know, which is yeah. like, I'm actually named after the car, but, um, <laughs> that's so dope. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> but 
sometimes like some people think my name is like Lansu or Lansa. Like now people really call me like Lansa in real life, and I'm like, all right, cool. I just gotta rock it. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta own it. Which is cool. I'm it. I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is totally cool. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's it, everybody. That's episode four of the Brown Guy Podcast Network with the one episode and only four. the one and only Lancer, the Mitsubishi. That's me. What year? 90, Lancer 97? 97. 97. 97 Lancer out here. <laughs> I'm going to buy an Evo Lancer 97, and that's how I'll know I've like reached my peak success. <laughs> like you know that that's my goal main goal in life yeah <laughs> that's a good goal just keep it in the garage forever <laughs> yes yes no but thank you for having me dominic on yeah the for sure Brown guy podcast i can't wait to see like what this culminates into hell yeah it's gonna be great hell it's yeah gonna be great. all right it's been a pleasure thanks everybody for tuning in uh bye <laughs> peace <laughs>